you know, we bonded over our love of reality TV. to hear what we have to say. We are still watching this train wreck of a show. Am I going to continue watching it? Absolutely. Like, (laughs) there's no question about it. I absolutely want to take part in this train wreck every single week. Welcome back, everybody, to Just Peachy, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am one of your hosts, Claire, here with my lovely co-host, Caitlin, and her puppy. Oh, oh my goodness, y'all. I am so sorry. Uh, Wow. This is unexpected. But welcome to my life every day. This is the life of having people, or having people. (laughs) There pretty much are people in my household (laughs) having Great Pyrenees dogs, so they should shut up in just a second. I just don't want to yell at them as I'm trying to talk to you. It's perfectly fine. It was great. Um, Actually... I didn't really do much. I'm trying to think what I did over the weekend. Um, did some errands and had some friends over for dinner. And that is honestly about it. Did you, nice. did you do anything exciting last weekend? This past weekend, no. Um, but yesterday I went to a new gym and tried that out. And that was super oh. fun. And I think I might start incorporating that into my routine. So we shall see. Nice. But, um, was yeah. it, I saw, was it CrossFit or? Yes, yeah. which I've, I've done it before and I feel like I'm getting sucked back into it. <laughs> I kind of miss it, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I I don't know if I see myself doing it all the time like I used to, but um, it's fun. It's challenging. I feel like all I ever talk about in here is the gym, which kind of sucks. So hey. <laughs> there's more to me than the stuff that I talk about on here. I promise. That is okay. Um. Yeah, and I always say this every week. I'm like motivation, and then I never freaking go to the gym. But I watch you, and I'm like, this is my motivation. You can work maybe. out vicariously through me. Yes, exactly. Um, so obviously we are back. I think this is our episode seven. We're keeping up with the Bachelor. Um, this past episode, which we'll talk about our disappointment of something that did not happen that we've been alluding to every single week. <sighs> but again. A lot of things still did happen on this episode. Girls went home. Um, and then we will talk a little bit more about uh, Real Housewives, which started again, uh, or it was episode two this week. So, um, and then I know last week, and I wanted you to finish it, and you did um, that that uh, documentary on Netflix, Abducted in Plain Sight, which just oh is, gosh. you know, going viral on the internet right now. So yes. we have to talk to you about it now that you finished it. Um Ugh. And then we're going to talk about a fun little little segment, which Caitlin actually was like, hey, what, do you have any opinions on this? Like, absolutely, I do. Um, neither of us are parents, but it's funny because we, we have some opinions on things that we're like, we will never do this when we're parents. And who the hell knows? <laughs> we probably will. But yeah. Yes. Please listen to parenting advice from people that do not have children. I mean, what could go wrong? Like, well, we clearly know absolutely nothing. We that know we, what we're doing, right? I, I don't know. I would like to think so, but <laughs> eh, we'll talk We'll talk about it, though, because we'll we both there. have some stuff that we're like, yeah, this won't be me as a parent, which it probably will be. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess just to, to kind of get the, the ball rolling, um, let's talk about The Bachelor which, this week, which you thankfully took over our Instagram again, which is great because I was totally slacking on Monday. I actually was over at 
my friend's house with my sister-in-law too and it's when all three of us are together watching the bachelor it tends to we talk a lot and so i get distracted and then i'm like i can't i can't multitask like that where i'm like watching the show and talking to them and trying to remember things that happened so i was like caitlin please you have to do this for me which you did i got you i got you fam yes what did they think of the season so far they're kind of on the same page as us where it's a lot more entertaining than they thought it was going to be just with Colton because they're they're both my uh, my sister-in-law and my friend are both avid watchers like we are um we get together a lot to watch it together and they I feel like they have a lot of the same opinions as us um for the for the most part so um but yeah it it was a this was an interesting episode to say the least yeah Yeah. lots of twists and turns yeah so we're down to the final final seven girls and then at the end of the episode we're down to the final four to go into hometowns um next week so i'm trying to think the first thing that happened on this one oh we have have our very because they they go to denver um which is colton is colton from i know he lives there i don't know if he's from there or not though i don't know he just lives there and he like shows up with the dog and i feel like i remember the dog at the beginning of the show being a golden lab and this is a black lab i mean it's a dog nonetheless i mean don't get me wrong like i love labs like grew up with them any lab is a good lab to me but i'm just like what what did they they change colors yeah no it was definitely it was you're crazy it was definitely a black black lab but i only knew that because (laughs) so you're i don't know what (laughs) you're what you're doing he didn't didn't just like swap dogs on me no um because they showed him on the whenever he was on the bachelorette and his like beginning of the show preview they had him and, and his dog and it was everyone's like Aww. oh so sweet um but yeah that was all i was paying attention to on this date was his dog and that's what all the girls are paying attention to they're like puppy even though it's not I'm, puppy. like walking up to give him a hug and then it's just like skirt we're gonna go hug this dog now <laughs> oh hey colton <laughs> oh um see you again yeah so i get Oh, and his name is Sniper. I think it's so, that name's so cute. Aww. He's so cute. Um, but he, well, I guess before he he picks one of the girls to have his one on one with, they have to swoop Ben Higgins into the episode because, of course, they do. They will take any chance they can to have Ben Higgins, who can do no wrong on the show. I love him though, so I have no issues with that. But I don't know. I like this season. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was interesting that they had him on there, and he looks totally different from what I remember. And it kind of made me laugh because he's like wearing like this kind of like Aztec print, kind of like hipstery button up. And all I could think of was that scene in Dumb and Dumber whenever um, Jim Carrey's like wearing like something very similar at the bar, and they're like sitting at the bar, and he had just gotten like dumped by <laughs> by Mary. Yes, <laughs> or not dumped, but like I guess stood up. up. By Mary. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that seems hilarious. Oh, yeah. But it's also funny that they have Ben Higgins on there giving Colton advice because at the end of the day, Ben Higgins' relationship did not work out on The Bachelor. But he's a <laughs> he's a good sounding board, I guess. Um so I don't even remember what advice he gave him it was just hang in there, man. It's yeah, basically, basically it's just like you got this, bro. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> so he, and, and I guess at the beginning of the episode too, it, it, his, his whole vlog thing that they're, they're doing, but just basically talking about how he's like, I don't even know what to think because all these, he's had three girls that have left that told him there's girls here, not here for the right reasons. And Colton said, said fuck about 16 times in his vlog. I don't know if you caught that, but I was I like, did. he's was like, like, whoa, which I just wouldn't think, I think of him as kind of just this pure, like 
very gentle person and he's over here I like think of him it's like Ned Flanders but blonde. Oh yes. <laughs> Great comparison. Um so you can tell he's you know doesn't really know what to think and he takes Tasha on the one on one and this is where I feel like you and I have differing opinions but my opinions kind of changed a little bit but he he pulls Tasha onto the their one on one and he basically asks her point blank though. Like this is, she wasn't going to say anything. And he asks her point blank. Okay. Who in the house is not here for the right reason? So what is she supposed to do? Like, I don't know. My, my opinion on it was like, well, he asked her point blank and she's like, well, I don't really want to drop names, but I will. (laughs) And and then continues to list them off. It's like, well, I don't want to name names, but. And there's some, there's some pretty deep accusations. I mean, I, I don't know if, if they're true or not. She she was I was I believed her. I was because I'm like who pulls out of their ass two specific girls, which are Cassie and um, Kaylin, that they're talking about how oh they're probably going to be the next Bachelorette, and you know they just basically are trying to gain Instagram followers, which is basically what what I grabbed from it that they weren't ready to actually. Oh, I think they said maybe they're not actually planning on being engaged at the end of this. Yeah. Or something along those lines. You um, know what? I'm going to backpedal on my position on that from Monday because I I wanted to like some of the other girls more than Tasia. I kind of don't understand why he's so into her. I just, I, I don't know. I think it's just because I like some of the other girls better, but I don't feel like that's fair to her. However, like I, I think you know, if I was in her shoes and someone asked me point blank and it's like, you know, it's a situation where it's you or them going home. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> it's this one and this one. So, you know, I, and I think she, I think she is telling the truth and we'll kind of get to a little bit more of what happened in the episode because at first I was like, no, nah, I think she's making it up. And then I saw the girls in question when they were approached by Colton mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, nope. yeah, something doesn't add up here. It, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I mean, he 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 basically told Tasha too that he trusts her, and he knew that it was not her that the other girls were alluding to in the house that she wasn't there for the right re- reasons. Because remember, Tasha has already been married and divorced, so like, what she knows, what she, I feel like she knows what she wants. She's here, like she's 28. She's older than these other girls too. And it's like, why would she come on a show when she's supposed to be more mature and like? I don't know, throw people's names under the bus that wasn't accurate. And it's at the end of the day too, it's like, okay, I don't want to drop names, but like we said, this is the bachelor. She's, you're not really supposed to be there to make friends. You're there to find a husband. So if there's someone, if you have an advantage over someone, why not, why not say it? But it's always a bad look. But the fact that he asked her point blank and it's not like she was just like, oh, I need to tell you something and just told him out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So she gets she base she gets the rose. Um, she's going to hometown dates. So I don't think she wins. I honestly probably think that she's one of the first ones to go home on home dates, just because you they're kind of they're great together, but awkward. I don't know. Uh, I I think it just feels forced to me. I don't know yeah. why, but um, yeah, I kind of get the vibe from, and I I know that they're just trying to play this up, but you know, Tasia of course was warning him like, I don't know, my dad's gonna be a little bit sketched out on you, and so I feel like because of that, like I don't know that the family dynamic is gonna be great for Tasia, and that may be why I think she'll get sent home as well. But you know, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So 
Um, so what the next was one? Next? The next one was Kaylin, right? Ah, yes, Kaylin, one of the girls in question. <laughs> oh boy! So they go snowboarding, which is hilarious because it's snowboarding is hard. I've never done it, but I think I've never done it because it's hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same. <laughs> so, um, but I guess like the whole crux of this date is that Colton approaches her about Tasia's accusations. Yeah, basically, like, is this true? And she's like, what? That is crazy. I have never insinuated anything like that. I mean, just like overly dramatic. And like, like I said, I'm backpedaling from my position because when I first saw this, I was just like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I feel like I can trust Kaylin. But like remembering back on it now and after seeing the whole episode, I'm like, this is very dramatic. And this is, it seems like it's a little bit much for. Yeah. She was overly, overly defensive that yes, I could I just tell for. from like her facial expressions and the way that she was like being so defensive that I'm like, okay, something's weird here. But then when they pan off to her, you know, talking to the camera, the, I mean, she name drops on Tasha how she's going to like, you know, I don't remember what exactly she said. She calls, she's going to fuck up a bitch or she's going to like, you know, like, I don't remember exactly what she said, but queen. and she calls out. Tasha, she's like oh this who's this 28 year old think that she is coming in here and like talking about me like throws out the age card calls her a bitch and I'm like okay get me all over again yes but I'm like okay that seems that number one that makes you look extremely trashy like if this wasn't so say that you honestly didn't do this um I I mean I would probably be upset you know if someone was throwing my name under the bus like that but don't be trashy about like be be like a step above that person to where I would think that in Colton's eyes he's probably like well shit like this girl yeah. is a drama queen um she was a pageant queen so wouldn't make sense <laughs> she's a drama queen go hand in hand yeah um apparently on this season anyway but yeah I just the the vibe I got from her I was like okay this bitch is lying like that's just the feeling I got from it from watching her um but then they go to dinner and I don't remember what she, I think she tells Colton that she's falling in love with him and she's very much ready to be engaged. And like his whole mood changed around her. It was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> Here's a rose. Yeah. And it just gives, I'm like, well, uh, all right. I mean, okay. They do have good chemistry though, but I'm like, I would, I don't know. I would be cautious of that, but we'll see what happens. Well, and I think, part of maybe why he's keeping her on is if you look at who went home this week, like he didn't really have what seemed to be a whole lot of chemistry with those three. Yeah. So that leads us to Hannah B. So she gets another one-on-one. And I mean, if you guys remember Hannah B had a one-on-one on on her birthday, several episodes back. (laughs) Yes. But it it went over like a lead balloon for the most part. And it's just like, Oh, you got to open up. You got to talk. And she like, couldn't make up a toast. So, I mean, I I guess for whatever reason, he thought she was the one to bring home to meet his parents. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was weird. I felt like it was a little premature. It felt very weird because he, like you've said, you can tell that he's just had better chemistry with other girls. And you would think the one that he would want to bring him to meet his parents would be one that he felt maybe the str- like one of the stronger girls he felt about to to see like what his parents opinions were but the fact that he brought Hannah home and that he said to his dad there like I really don't think I have feelings for this girl it's like why'd you bring her 
here. Like, that's so awkward because she's told him before, I'm falling in love with you. And this poor girl tells him, his, tells his parents that like oh my gosh your son's so great I'm really falling in love with him and like I've told him that he hasn't reciprocated it but I really think he feels the same way and I'm like oh this isn't gonna be good this isn't yeah. good you're like that's great honey how many teeth does your family have combined <laughs> <laughs> you're from Alabama right yeah oh my god Caitlin <laughs> oh um but yeah so poor girl I was like oh this this chick is going home. That's for sure what's about yeah. to happen. And oh, I felt super awkward. Yeah. And she, I mean, he basically just like I ripped her heart bad. out and stomped on it right in front of her when he told I her, know. like, yeah. It's I'm- like, I, I wasn't always the biggest Hannah fan, but as he's breaking it off with her, she's like, you know what? I deserve somebody that's going to choose me yeah. every single day. And she basically was like, I'm above this. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yes. You deserve better because you were very vulnerable and transparent with him. And if he wasn't feeling that, then you do deserve better. You deserve somebody that's going to yeah. appreciate that and love you back. So exactly. nothing but the best for Hannah B. I, yeah. I think that she has a, a lovely future ahead of her in the Instagram influencer community. Oh, so. I think so too. And I also would not be surprised if she makes an appearance on Bachelor in Paradise. I think she would I think a lot of the girls would really like her. And I think there are dudes that'll probably be on it that would like her too. The only one I know for sure that I'm like, there's zero question that will be on Paradise is Demi. Of these oh, girls. Yeah. Uh, oh, for yeah. Sure. Without a doubt. But, she is too yeah. good of ratings to not have on <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. But I could see Hannah making an appearance. And if not, like you said, I think she'll have, she'll be an influencer on Instagram. She's going to be fine. She'll be fine. And she's young. She'll so yeah. Um, So I guess lastly, we have, the, the group date which consisted of um Ooh. oh Ca- so cassie heather kerpa and hannah g yep. yeah and so right off the bat <laughs> heather was just probably like i'm just gonna cut my losses because i know i'm fr- <laughs> i'm going home there is no way i'm staying and so she just breaks up with him first i'm out <laughs> like hannah Bla- i mean who thought that the girl that's only kissed one dude before would be ready for marriage like uh, no no and like here's my theory i i feel like every season there's at least one girl planted by abc to like test him to see if he actually ends up picking that person yeah just because it's like there's such an oddball it would be such a dumb decision but i feel like that was that was heather this season because she'd never been kissing and like she didn't really have like any kind of background or job really like we don't really know much about her we just know she has she dated a guy for eight months and never kissed him but (laughs) so then they they, you're right they did change her little tagline to has been kissed but it's not I mean there's no other story there so anyway I hope your first kiss was worth it (laughs) I don't really know what to say but she's just like peace out like hops on the train oh my god (laughs) um but then Colton approaches Cassie on this date because again she's the other one that her name was thrown out there that she's not here for the right reasons and we've got Kerpa that's here too that's kind of shouting it from the rooftops being like yeah they she's like yeah you're not here and Cassie and Kerpa got into it that was great oh my gosh here for that but like I am I'm totally with Kerpa on it me too look I mean again it's me or you I'm gonna be honest if he asked me to be honest I'm gonna be honest yep so and then Cassie like had all the fake tears, all the fake waterworks mm-hmm. going. Like, I don't think she actually cried real tears. She just made it look like she was no, crying. Not genuine. It was just not, I did, it did not get that genuine feeling. I'm just, like, crap, I've liked Cassie so much 
from the Me beginning. Too. So I'm like, it's just well, theatrics. Shoot. And then she was so rude to, to, um, to Kerpa. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I lost a lot of respect for Cassie this episode. So I, I don't think she ends up making it to the final two. So, I could be wrong. I know. I go back and forth because I'm like, to the viewer's eye, she now looks bad. But I I mean, Colton, at the end of the day, I think believes her. He ends up um, giving Hannah G the, the rose pretty immediately because she's no poor Hannah. Like, her sweet little Hannah G is just no drama. You know, she's just there. Her big old doe eyes just being precious. And so, of course, she's <laughs> going to get a, a rose. Um, and he's always like, I got you, girl. I got yes. you. I, I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry. <laughs> but between Kerpa and um, Cassie, and he's tr- debating. I always knew. I mean, he was going to send Kerpa home. I just felt like she didn't have a chance. Um, yeah. But Kaylin decides she wants to come and she and Cassie are buddy buddy wants to she just wants to throw her two cents in there the fact that she came and told Colton like you don't need to send Cassie home because she is here for the right reasons and he's like okay I'll keep her (laughs) it's good good. (laughs) okay yeah I know I was really sad for Kerpa because I I I appreciate so many things about her I appreciate her intelligence I appreciate her honesty I feel like she up until this this episode really wasn't a source of drama in the house. Like I think that she was, she was truly there to get engaged versus, you know, some of these girls that seemingly are not. So Mm -hmm. sad to see her go, but I'm with you. I don't think that I saw her progressing to the very, very end. So yeah, had to so, happen at some point, but that ended the episode with no fins jumping, which the t- oh, <laughs> the internet God. it was so funny on Twitter. People were roasting Chris Harrison because they were like, "Chris Harrison, what the fuck? You said that there was gonna be this was the <laughs> fence jumping episode, and like we're just going after him." And it was so funny, like the memes people were like tweeting at him were being like, "You sit on a throne of lies," like uh, from Elf. And then yeah. there's a meme too of I know you didn't watch Bachelor in Paradise. I think it was two years ago when um Chad Johnson was on. He was one of the, he was like the douche lord on JoJo season, and he was of course his name is Chad. Chad, <laughs> and so so fitting. He was just being a penis on Bachelor in Paradise, and like basically gets kicked off because he was being. I don't even remember exactly what he did, but he goes off on Chris Harrison and there's a meme of him just going, fuck you, Chris Harrison. And like oh people kept, gosh. people kept tweeting that at Chris. It was really funny. I think it's all in fun, but it's <laughs> it was so kind funny. Of hilarious. It's like, where's so, the fence? No. Yeah, seriously. It's like, where's the fence? But, um, I found two little morsels of drama that weren't on the show. Okay. So, and I think I told you one of it because I sent a screenshot to you and I was just like, explain. Oh, I yes. Your team, Tasha. Yes. But I saw something that said that Tasha was in a, or an exclusive relationship, like up to the day before The Bachelor. Yeah. So That didn't look too good. good. And it doesn't look good. And I, I don't even remember what the source was. So I, I always have, I'm always skeptical of stuff. But that's, I mean, yeah, it could, me too. It could, it's kind of like, know. you know, that, that could be hearsay, but, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't look It's, good. it's happened then, before. So with yeah, other contestants it's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. And then the other thing that I just saw before jumping on here with you is that Cassie was on another reality yeah. show before oh you know this okay <laughs> no like, it's okay oh, I got the juicy the, gossip here <laughs> the only reason I know about this is because of 
our lovely assistant Jason who blogs about the bachelor for us. He, I told, I think I've told you this before. He knows more about the bachelor world than you or I do. And like, I've gotten morsel or like little tidbits of info. And that's because he knew about Tasha and it coming out that she had a boyfriend up, but I'm like, how did you know this and not me? And then he knew about Cassie being on a reality TV show before I knew, but I'll, I'll tell you the little bit of info I know on this is basically she, but this was filmed when she was in college and it was like not, it wasn't even picked up by a, a TV station or anything. It started off as like a, basically like a, not a class project, but like a bunch of students on campus, like wanting to like make a reality show. And so this was filmed like three years ago when she was dating somebody and then it gained popularity on the web or something. And they're doing basic, I don't know if it's like a reunion show or like a where are they now type show, but it makes it look like she was in a serious relationship right before she came on the bachelor, which she wasn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, cause she's come out and made a statement about it. Her ex-boyfriend has come out and made a statement about it being like, nobody, like Cassie's a great person. Like we're not in a relationship. This was how it was meant to be. Like good sake, all the praises for her. So I don't know how much you read in, in on it, but that's basically what I know is that it's like, that's trying the timing of everything looks weird of how this other show's coming out at the same time of the bachelor but yeah anyway so i'm not surprised i'm yeah. not surprised with the way that she acted this week i'm oh I, yeah i know that's what i was before and then now i i don't know what i think about her so <laughs> i know i'm so i'm so upset because i was rooting for her but man jason with the t yeah I, I i'm am, telling uh, you in shock but i i respect it i know it's crazy so, um, well, enough about The Bachelor. Let's talk Real Housewives. Beverly Hills here. Um, I I was um, I watched the episode actually just before we hopped on here. So I, it's kind of fresh on my mind. Um, I'll be honest. It was a good episode, but there was no real drama on this episode. It's coming. No. It is coming, seeing from the previews for next week. But this was kind of a boring episode. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it really was. I think they're just laying the foreground. Like, I feel like the... The big thing with this episode was Dorit. Okay, I have it written on my phone as Doritos because it wouldn't let me write Dorit. Well, didn't they call her Dorit? They called her Dorito on like the very first episode she was introduced on the show. And that's all I ever think of her as is Dorito. And I'm like, I mean, you you can't not. I mean, the name of Dorit, like Dorito, come on. So. Well, I'm still not a Dorit fan, even if, oh my gosh. Anyway, so she's she's planning a trip to the Bahamas and she's like, oh, this is a safe place where people can duke it out. And I'm like, of course, of course <laughs> you want people to duke it out. Oh, my gosh. So it's not going to be a relaxing vacation. Oh, no. Like, she's trying to play it up to be a little bit. Like, it's going to be like, okay, everybody get your shit out on the table now because we're going <laughs> to rock this season together and all move forward. That's my favorite thing that the Real Housewives say is we're going to move forward from this because they never move forward. Oh, never do. It's, it's like... Oh, we're going to move forward. And then like it becomes this like running diatribe for the rest of the season. <laughs> did you, did you, was it you that told me about this? Or maybe I've read about it where it's like, there's a, a drinking game. Basically it's like drink every time they say, let's move forward. Let's yes. move forward. It's like, just drink every time and you'll be wasted at the end of a damn episode. Yep. yep. Was that you? Absolutely. I think so. <laughs> it's like, I can't I remember if that was, was you. actually the last Beverly Hills season too. Oh my God. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, um, I, just as a quick aside, I saw this week on Instagram that Erica Jane just launched a makeup line with Too Faced. Wait, what? 
yeah like and they all have little taglines that are like things that she would say like she has like I think like a bronzer or a blush uh mix that like has like a dollar sign in the middle of like the bronzer yeah and then she (laughs) I thought this was hilarious so they she has like a a powder I guess it's like just like a setting powder (laughs) but it's called pat the puss oh my god (laughs) pat the puss pat the puss every time she does that move I can't (laughs) I know I'm like nope nope (laughs) <laughs> a little much but yeah oh. so I mean it's it's very cheeky as you can imagine oh that's but, funny um yeah wow go Erica Jane I do like Too Faced stuff I use their eyeshadow palette but um I yeah. just I don't know how I didn't I had not heard did you hear about it until today or no so I I think it's just because I follow certain people on Instagram that I yeah. thought that I would be interested in following like Too Face account mm, so okay. their account popped up and it was a sponsored post and it yeah. was like oh Too Face time and I'm sure it's because I follow Erica Jane on Instagram yeah. like oh huh. okay I don't know how I missed that on her account but which whatever. I didn't know did we uh, sorry if we've talked about this but that she's you know she goes around and does her performances or whatever that she was in Dallas not long ago did you what? know that? When? I no. I don't remember when it was. It was like maybe like four or five months ago, but she was here and was doing like a, a performance and I it was at like I don't even remember what venue it was. I bet I'm wondering how much t- tickets are to, to like her events or her performances. Um I know, I'm curious too. That would have been fun to go to. That would have been really Ooh. fun to go to. Um But what else happened this episode? I mean Well, so Lisa is still just kind of emotionally unstable, as you can imagine. Yes. Um, I think everybody else is on board with the trip idea, except for her. I think she's the one that's kind of holding out because she's still, you know, recovering from the loss of her brother. And yeah. now Jiggy has sick sinus syndrome with his heart, which makes me sad. That's so like, sad. I can't, I can't handle pets being sick or having, you know, illnesses as they get older. It just makes me sad. It's so sad. So I know. I'm sad for her, but um another thing that I wanted to touch on that I think is really kind of good um is that they they talked about body image issues in Beverly Hills this episode yes I liked I appreciated that very much me too because I feel like out of all of the the franchise like Beverly Hills is the one where your image is just so, so important. I mean, it, it is with like all of them, but like with Beverly Hills, it just yeah. seems like, you know, immensely important. So Teddy actually opens up about her attempt to get into acting and her manager called her back. and was like, you're not going to get put up for this part unless you lose 10 pounds. And so she shares like her struggles with her weight fluctuations. And of course now she's in amazing shape. She has her own, uh, accountability coaching company and has been very successful with that. So, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that somebody else like knows what that struggle is like. Yeah, for sure. And it's trying not to succumb to like the pressures that their surroundings put on them. Yes. So, um, anyway, so she's talking with Lisa Rinna about that. And then later on, Lisa Rinna is talking with her daughter and, Apparently, I didn't know this. Maybe you did. No, um, I didn't. Her daughter struggled with an eating disorder last year. Yeah, I had zero idea. I don't follow her on social media, though. So that's maybe why I didn't know. I I just follow Lisa. So there's no way I would have been able to tell. But Uh um, yeah, and I mean, the daughter even brings up the fact that, you know, now she's very aware of, you know, being out in the community in Beverly Hills that 
you know, anorexia or bulimia or eating disorders in general are a big problem. And she like really kind of empathizes with them. And so they have a really good talk about how, you know, she's, she's using her, her sphere of influence for good to kind of, you know, help other people that are struggling with the same thing. And I think she makes a very important point when she says that she's not out of it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I'm going to delve into some personal stuff. I, I had a little bit of issue with this whenever I was younger and it's so true. It never really truly goes away, but what you do is you learn to cope with it. Yeah. And so she's learning coping mechanisms and she's learning how to be healthy and, Lisa is so supportive of her. And I, I just, I was really happy that they covered that. I think no, that was it was so great. Important. Yeah. Cause it's something that I feel like it's, it's not, this was the first time they've ever addressed anything. I think Teddy last season mentioned very, very briefly about how she used to be overweight and is, you know, worked on, you know, slip or has her accountability business or whatever, but never dove into it specifically until today. And then, yeah, with someone, and I think with Lisa's daughter, Cause she's into modeling. And so that's even more pressure, I think for her. And she's looking at her now. I know that she's, you know, I think she has, I think was she dealing with Anna? I think it was anorexia that she was dealing so. with. Um, so. But yeah, it just, you just, it's just something that's not talked about and hopefully, you know, them bringing up conversations like this, it helps other people going through it. And she even mentioned, you know, she's like, I have people messaging me all the time on social media. And she's like, I just really feel like I can use my platform for good. I'm like, good for you and she's only 17 yeah. she's only 17 she's so years young. old she's 17 yeah. wise beyond her years for sure so yeah. I, th- I thought that was a, a a great point in the episode and you know lisa even shared you know some of her struggles with being in the industry that she's in and mm-hmm. having to look a certain way and uh you know i i just i really appreciate that they brought that out and like they have never really done that in any of the other real housewives shows this no. has really been like the first time that's been brought up so yeah good on so, good on them good so them. anyway yeah. they uh they finished the episode at um whose house was it was it lisa's yeah lisa renna's yeah. yeah lisa renna's yeah lisa renna's house and i couldn't remember if lisa renna threw the barbecue last week or not but now i remember that was kyle yeah. so lisa renna has them make little um little chocolate candies and um so Denise Richards is there again, and then they start talking about how many times a week they all have sex with their husbands. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is getting, I'm like, I don't really Whoa. sit around talking with my girlfriends about how much I have sex. Like, that's weird. I, <laughs> But yeah, she's like, they're all throwing out numbers, and Denise Richards was like, we have sex every day. She's like, if we're not together, we have sex on the phone. I'm like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> Personal yeah, much? They've only been together like a year, so it's still all very new for Yeah. Them. But, and then, and then Erica's just like, oh yeah, I think about you guys when I have sex. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's so awkward. Oh God. <laughs> and Denise is like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, now that this episode is totally derailed, what's up for next week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. But um, it made me, yeah. la- it made me laugh though. That was a good comedic relief after some of the he- heavy stuff about um, weight and yeah. stuff. So I was like, okay, that made me giggle. And then they, yeah, they, I think the very, very end there, I'll get on the the plane to fly to the Bahamas. So next week, it looks like it's going to get interesting. There's some heated, it looks like it kind of goes down between Erica and Lisa Vanderpump a little bit. I don't know what happens, but they're bitching at each other, which, and they're both like very big personalities. So I'm like, Oh God, what's going to happen here? Um, And then, yeah. So I think we'll have more drama next week. So we'll, we'll see. (laughs) 
Well, do we want to move on to um, the documentary that we were talking oh, about last God. week? Oh, God, yes. Okay, so if y'all remember, my pit from last week when we were ending the episode was that documentary on Netflix called Abducted in Plain Sight. And I was anxiously awaiting for Caitlin to finish it. I know that you had started it but had not finished it. And this is this is the one that we had talked about where if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. But it's the one where this was back in, I guess it was based in, it was in the 70s when this girl that was 12 years old at the time was basically abducted in plain sight by a very trusted neighbor next door and was sexually assaulted and stalked and uh, let's just dive right right on it into this so the entire thing we said the entire episode or the of the show you're just literally your jaw is on the floor and do you want to kind of start off on why your jaw was on the floor the whole time well I think it's because the parent, I mean, and I know that this is just part of, you know, this guy just being a total sociopath, but, um, you know, he just made his way into the family so gradually, um, to where it's just almost imperceptible how obsessed he was with one of the daughters. So keep in mind, this man is probably in his thirties or at the, or forties at the time. I can't remember. I think, I think he was probably, probably in like his early forties, maybe early forties. So it's not like, you know, 20 something year old dude, like he's, you know a grown-ass man yeah grown-ass man that has kids of his own is married and has kids yes so anyway he meets this family at church and they start to form just a friendship and they become very close and so this man almost becomes like a second father to this family's three daughters and he kind of takes a liking to one of them in particular whose name is jan and jan is I think 12 at the time, whenever like he's first introduced into the family. Oh, I think she might've been younger. She may have been younger. younger. Okay. And they known each other for like a few years, I think. And up until when she's 12 is when all the weird shit starts happening. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. So, um, she, uh, he calls her his dolly, which I thought was kind of weird. And like, uh, like they have recordings of like him talking to her and it's like, it's very loving, but not in like an appropriate way. It's no. just, it's like in a romantic way. And so it's very uncomfortable, but you know, because the parents trust this man, he's a trusted friend. They allow him full access to their children. So he continues on and we find out later that like he slept in the same room as jan multiple times yeah like and, the fuck like, uh, okay yeah this this whole series this documentary just had me screaming what the fuck at different volumes like just throughout <laughs> the the whole thing i was just like what the fuck what the fuck yeah so anyway like i just cannot imagine and we'll get to this i guess a little bit in our parenting segment this is my <laughs> for sure will never happen it's like what parent would allow somebody that's not them, like mom or dad, to fall asleep next to their their child? Exactly. It's so uh, weird. Uh, no, I just can't wrap my mind around that. I mean, it's just so inappropriate. And I'm sure, you know, normal people wouldn't think that that would be appropriate to even ask or just to assume that they could do that. So <sighs> may I add perspective on something? Yes. Yes, so please. I, I 100% agree with you and by no means do I advocate any of this but I think something to keep in mind while watching this that I thought about later on is the fact that it was a very different time 
And we live in the city with our doors locked and everything because we know how dangerous it is out in the real world, especially living within a city. But we're talking about like backwoods Idaho here where like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like these people were, you know, and again, it does not excuse anything. No, but that's a great point because I thought about that too later on. And I think they even talk about that in the show. They're like, you know what? We didn't really know what a child predator was back then because it just, it wasn't talked about. I right. mean, now we have documentaries we have 60 minutes we have you know abc shows that you know specifically go out of their way to like we have to catch a predator like we have all these things that make us very acutely aware of the you know unfortunate reality of child predators and pedophiles so yeah that's no. going on now but they didn't have that back then so 100 you're 100 percent right and, yeah. and to to add to that the other thing that they didn't have back then is like cell phones and everything so like you know if you go a few hours without hearing from your significant other or whatever you know and you know they're not like tied up with something or whatever you kind of worry right because we're used to that that's the, the age we live in but like yeah. no now don't get me wrong if my kid's gone for five days I've failed as a parent. No matter what technology exists, I don't care if I can morph there and see the child in person. It's unacceptable. No. Yeah, and they're like, no, we'll give it a little bit longer yeah. before we close. Yeah, so we, like, we don't want to trouble anybody. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to cause any trouble. Yeah, I mean, again, small town Idaho. But um, so I'll back up. Uh, one day... This man, so Bob, or he goes by B with the family, decides that he wants to take Jam for a little afternoon outing. And at this point, the mom is kind of starting to catch on. And she's like, well, something's off about this. Um, so but at the same time, I don't know if we want to talk about this yet, that the mom's fucking B. Oh, oh, that's right. She's yeah. having an affair with this man. <laughs> she's like looking at Jam and be like, you trying to get with my man or something? <laughs> like, what the hell? Pretty good. <laughs> So, yeah, so she's already kind of, I mean, that's true. She So she knows that something's off about the suit, even though she's engaging with him. But um, she's like, well, I don't know. It's a school night, maybe another time. And he's able to weasel his way in and get Jan into his car to go with him. And he's like, I have these special vitamins for you. Yeah, uh, spoiler, it's Benadryl. Okay, yeah. so he like gives her this allergy medicine to knock her out. And so she wakes up in like a mobile home, right? Yes, I think it's a mobile home. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is where it starts to get really screwy, like really weird. So yeah. she wakes up and she has like this, was it a phone or was it like a, a recorded? It was something recorded to make it sound like alien voices, right? Yes. Yeah, making it, he recorded something to make it seem that she was abducted by aliens and that he was too, and that their one job in the world was to have sex and procreate. And that their the one job that she has is to get pregnant by him. And she's like a 12-year-old girl that's like freaked out. And she's like, oh my God. And she trusts him so the horrible part is that she trusts, like he's built so much trust into her that he's that she's like, I 100 percent but like I'm with someone that I trust and I love. And like, if this is what I have to do, this is what I have to do. And he basically like makes it seem, I don't know that she has to have, she didn't even know what sex is. Like she didn't even yeah, know what that didn't. is. Like she's 12 years old and he ends up forcing himself on her. He's like, this is how we're supposed to make a baby. I've got to insert my penis here. Like oh how my God. I just awful cannot, is that? Cannot even, oh my gosh. Just so, it's so sickening. awful. 
So meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the ranch, the parents, like you said, are like, well, she's been gone for several days now, but we know it's with B and we trust B. So it's okay. And I'm kind of like, what is no. wrong with you? Yeah. No. God. So then like, doesn't he try to take her or he does take her to Mexico and marries her, and right? Ma- yeah. Tries to marry her. And like, yeah, word gets back to the family. They finally figure out that where he is and it's like oh well I'm gonna marry your daughter or I, I don't know if he gave him an ultimatum but it was like I she kind of did yeah it was like we're getting married and I'm like okay the parents have to know at this point that this dude is a freaking weirdo like not acceptable and so they somehow get her back and she he basically tells her like you can't tell your parents that like we've had he can't tell her about them about the mission with the aliens and that you have to keep quiet don't tell anybody about this don't tell mm-hmm. anyone you know basically because he didn't want to get in trouble himself yeah and so she keeps her mouth quiet or her mouth shut and doesn't tell anybody anything and they test her like i i don't understand how they test her to make sure that she wasn't raped and it comes up that she wasn't i don't know that, how that i don't that blows my mind i don't know but what also blew my mind is how he just like infiltrated the marriage in order to like create division between the mom and the dad yes so both of them were having affairs with this man. Yes, I think the most sh- shocking like, part is so you learn that you learn that the mom is sleeping with him, and then you just out of nowhere learn that the dad just comes in and is like, "Oh yeah, I'm having an affair with him too." And you're like, "What the? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! In what universe? Like, would this ever happen? Like, this is so messed up." So I mean, on the yeah. grand scheme of things, no matter what. It's kind of genius, though, right? (laughs) I mean, it is because I said his sole mission is to get to this little girl. And so he knows how to play the parents. He's like, well, I'm going to seduce the wife. Check. And now I'm going to seduce the husband, which back then I would think is not. I mean, that's not something that's like as common as this day and age as, you know, like being free with your sexuality and everything. So like the fact that he was able to persuade the dude to like have an affair with him is just it blows my mind blows yeah, my mind well, and i mean when the when the dad was talking about it it almost sounded like he wasn't truly a homosexual he just felt like he was doing be a favor yeah like, oh yeah that's true uh, and that was that was strange to me it was almost like and again he did it because he trusted him and that was his friend so it wasn't like he was like a closeted homosexual and this was like his awakening. It was like, oh, well, he needs this. So I'm going to do this for him. And yeah. I was just like, no, 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 no. That's no. so weird. No, I can't see Justin just going up to his buddy Tyler and being like, all right, sure. Let's just hey, get it on. Problem I've been having. <laughs> I'd rather just. I'd rather just blow my own head off and just end it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I don't know. This man had some weird magical powers, I swear. And then the worst part oh, of it is that after all this, a few years later, you would think that this man would be in prison and because he abducted this girl, but they waive all of the... I don't even remember how he convinces them to, like, drop all of the charges. And then he abducts her again. He does it again. And it's like... In the meantime, like Jan is not acting like herself, according to her family. Like she leaves a note whenever she's abducted again. Mm-hmm. So she leaves a note that's like, 
screw you guys. I'm out of here. I'm not going to subscribe to your theology anymore. And he's just like all kinds of stuff that like she wrote that doesn't sound like a 12 year old would say. Yes. So it's very obviously like lines that were fed to her by B. Mm -hmm. And even the family is like, this doesn't sound like her. She doesn't sound like the same kid. So anyway, this time she's gone for like months, right? Months, months, like four or five months she's gone and they have no idea where she is. Like this is absolutely insane. Yep. Yeah. And so she calls them and they're just overjoyed. I mean, just thankful that she's alive, I'm sure. And then like, as soon as, as soon as her sister's like, wait, 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 my dad's here. Do you want to talk to him? It's like, she gets really quiet and then she tries to get off the phone and then she eventually does get off the phone pretty quickly. But yeah, I mean, and then meanwhile, B is feeding all this shit to them. Like, oh, I'm so worried about her too. I haven't talked to her in so long. And like, he has no idea where she's gone either. But he clearly does. Yeah, full well. He like enrolls her into like an all girls school and like has, like acts like he's, her dad to the school I'm like it's so messed up I I don't even remember exactly they find her and they take her out and I I don't she somehow so she comes to the realization that like this is all a lie because she eventually becomes 16 and she's not pregnant and you know how she was told that the alien said that she has to be pregnant by the time she's 16 or um they're gonna like kill her mom or her sister's going to be like the next person or she's gonna decide I don't they fed her all these lies and nothing bad happened and she was like well I'm 16 and none of this bad stuff has happened and she's like oh my god I think she starts kind of realizing like something's not right here like this was a lie well and then didn't she say like at some at one point she was like well if I'm not pregnant then I'm gonna take my sister with me kill my sister and then kill myself oh my gosh yes she did because she didn't want her sister to be put in the situation so she's like I'm gonna kill my sister and then I'll kill myself so like it ends here like that's can you imagine if that had actually happened oh my gosh Uh, yeah so anyway how did they end up catching him did the parents finally turn him in no I think they somehow tracked they were tracking him I think the like police or something like had their eye on him and I think he went to a phone like booth and he called her and he had like he left the phone book open like so he left the phone booth and the cops went up he left the phone book open and saw that on the page it was like to a school and they called the school and figured out that she was there like enrolled under a fake name or something I don't remember exactly how but it's so crazy well, and then, like, after the fact, the family finds out that he was guilty of raping, like, other little girls before yes. he had moved to their town. Ugh. And somehow had gotten off on the charges. I mean, or, like, did minimal prison time, which, I mean, he eventually ends up in prison. Or, no, he... He was okay, going so to. He was going to go to prison and then he killed the cowardly way out and yeah, killed himself. Killed himself. Like, oh. Probably because he knew how bad it would be for him in prison. Probably. They don't fuck fuck with child molesters in prison. They just kill them. Yes. So it's like, well, all right, I guess I'm out of here. I'm like, oh, my God. Awful. But, yeah, the the takeaway from it, and this is your takeaway, too, I know, is that you're just, like, looking at this girl's parents being like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I cannot imagine. And, I mean, he's just a master manipulator to get them to be like, no, no. Like, there's there's nothing wrong here. Like we're the ones that are in the wrong for thinking that he could possibly be doing something wrong. So gosh, you want to talk about, you know, something you'll never do as a parent. Yeah. Kind of (laughs) segregating. Yeah. Some outsider. Yeah. 
yeah if you end up in a car alone and they start saying that they need help relieving themselves just go ahead and never talk to that person again <laughs> just, anyway yeah. oh my god but yeah no this kind of leads us into our last segment of the episode which is talking speaking of parents is just talking about how you and I we're talking about how, I mean, I don't know about you and Austin, but Justin and I want to start a family at some point. And, you know, we're getting closer to the age of where I'm like, okay, realistically, like, let's start talking about maybe having kids at some point, which it leads you to, to think like, okay, we don't have kids right now, but what kind of parent am I going to be? Are we going to be big disciplinarians? Are we going to be a little bit, you know, loosey goosey on stuff or what are things that we're going to do and not going to do? And obviously we know, like there are really great parents out there and I was raised by really great parents too. And there are things they did that I'm like, I'm definitely doing that. And there's things that I'm like, I'm actually not going to be like that as a parent, but knowing <laughs> as soon as we have kids, it's probably going to be the polar opposite. <laughs> we like to act know, like we know it's everything. about the second story window. Yeah. So I asked some of my friends this morning to tell me some of the things that they will never do as a parent. And I got to say, so, uh, two of the three are moms already. So like they have kids. So it's more like I said, I was never going to do this and this is what happened. So one of, one of them that isn't yet a parent said, I'm not going to post pictures of my kids blowouts on social media. Oh, that's a great one. God. (laughs) Oh, that is so, I, I cannot handle Yeah. Like just nobody needs to see baby poop. May I weigh in real quick? Yes, please. You know this is like my pet peeve, right? What? Like just Yeah, people that post shit, shit like on, that. On social media? <laughs> I will I will stop at nothing to take that person down. I will report them. I will <laughs> He will. <laughs> yeah. I will report this them inappropriate. <laughs> every single time and say it's absolutely outlandishly inappropriate. I think his fa- <laughs> I think his favorite part about it too, so because he yeah, he's like relentless. He's like, No, this does not need I do not need to see baby poop and like the parents talking about oh look what little Bobby did today it's so cute because he's like no one wants to see that so he'll report it and you know how on Facebook or Instagram it's anonymous and then he likes to see the rep- the fallback from that where like it gets taken down by Facebook and then the the person goes out there and posts is like who who thinks that they have the right to go and rep- report something as you know like not appropriate for Facebook this is about my child like how dare they and he's like yeah that was me that was me that was me <laughs> i i literally spend hours on social media a day and that is hands down my favorite thing that can happen period more than getting into it with smash mouth on don't, twitter don't even get me started with those people <laughs> y'all can't see me but like what he's talking about like just systematically like destroying people that do that like i was doing like my like can't even breathe like silent <laughs> mouth open laugh like i just can't <laughs> because you know it's true (laughs) yeah because you were oh if i if i had to pick one person i did not want to get into an altercation with via social media it it would be you yeah it never ends well (laughs) never ends well for anybody so um another thing and actually both i had two people say this another thing was i'm never gonna let my kid play with the iPad or the phone at the dinner table. And then like the other one that was pretty similar was like toys at church. And they're like, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely did not hold up. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I think it's just survival. And like, I feel, I I feel like I want to say like, I'm not going to be 
the mom that always like because you know when you're in target you see moms with like little toddlers and they're just like their eyes are glued to yep. their ipad or the iphone they're watching a video or they're playing a game or something and i just don't want to be like that um and i feel like that's not realistic because probably if they're screaming bloody murder and like you've just had it at the end of the day it's like okay please just shut up for two seconds so exactly. i can get out to the car and get us home exactly but, um I don't know. I think that uh, there's, there's kind of a line and like, I feel like you have to be disciplined about this to where they don't always just like throw a tantrum and reach for the phone. And again, this is coming from somebody that doesn't have children y'all. So (laughs) I'm sure it'll be totally different once I have kids. And that's the whole point of us like recording this. And so we can look back someday and be like, what snotty bitches we were. (laughs) (laughs) Look at these guys. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah, I, I guess to me, like, like I understand needing to have that break. Um, and just kind of like a, using a quick fix, just really fast to help, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, divert a meltdown. But mm-hmm. I, I think like what I hope that I don't do is, um, when it's family meal time, like I really want, like, even for me, like I, and I try to do this now too, like just not have phones even at the table. So when I go out to dinner and I see, you know, kiddos that are old enough to know like how to sit still and just, I mean, you can be a kid and talk and stuff, but like, you know, just are old enough to learn, okay, this is how we act at a restaurant. You know, this is how we sit nicely at the table. And instead they're playing on their games. I feel like it's not teaching them social skills and I feel like they're missing out on that opportunity. So I, that's my goal. I say that now. Um, I don't know if I will adhere to that all the time. Yeah. But I agree though. I think it's because I, I grew up the one thing my parents instilled in me, which I feel like I want to instill in my kids is just like proper behavior in public, which I know kids have meltdowns. And like, I know that I'm judging. I can tell when I'm out in public, I judge the moms that like let their kid just like run around like little rugrats or screaming at the top of their lungs. And I'm like, Oh my God, get your kid under control. But I know that there are times when it's like, you're you're a, a mom, like you only have so much energy to deal with on a day-to-day basis but I'm like my kids will be I'm like my kids are going to be in line they're not going to be little shits in public yeah when they're at when they're <laughs> at restaurants like they're going to be well-mannered and well-behaved because my parents always said that they had other people come up to them when we were out at restaurants and be like I just want to let you know your kids are so well-behaved and like Aww. I just don't see just don't see kids like that anymore so I'm like okay my kids are going to be just like that too but and I'm, so yeah, I'm like, they're not going to be on phones. They're going to be well-mannered. They're going to do this and that. And like, there's, there's probably no way in hell that <laughs> that's going to happen. Well, and like, I agree. I feel very similarly. Um, I think that as I've gotten older, I've gotten more patient with the babies that are just having a meltdown and the poor mom is just doing everything she can to control it. Like in like the grocery store or on a plane, it's like, sometimes it just is what it is. But I think like my pet peeve is, Okay. And I will bring up a specific instance because this is crazy. So I was sitting at Jason's deli one time with, um, Austin and his family. And I'm not even kidding. This kid punched me in the back of the head. What? Five-year-old kid. Boom. Like just punched my head. Like it wasn't by accident. It was like, he targeted nope. you and was like, nope. I'm a puncher. Yeah. She, oh. She's got a, a head that's ripe for punching. So, uh, which I've been told that before, but (laughs) anyway, yeah. So I like, obviously I like turned around, like what the hell? And so mom and dad are both like eyes glued to their phone. Didn't say anything. And then like five minutes later, they're like, Oh, 
hey, sit down. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, I mean, of course he doesn't, he just keeps like thrashing and I'm just like, okay, you know what, if, if they're acting a fool and it only impacts you fine, you know, like, and I can, I can give you some grace there, but you know, when you're at a restaurant and someone's kid is climbing over the back of the booth seat or running up and down the aisles and like disturbing everybody else yeah. or like crawling on the ground where it's nasty. I'm like, get your shit together, man. Yes. Come on. You know what? Like have some responsibility. Yep. So I agree. I, again, everybody's going to have that kid that has the meltdown. I am not saying that that will not be me because I, I feel like God has an amazing sense of humor and he's going to give me a child that was just like me when I was little, which was <laughs> a little terror. So yeah. But yeah. Okay. And then like Le- you said, leash kids obviously no. are, are a big like, no, no, no. <laughs> when you see them on a, I'm like, I, I know little kids are, you know, just like to run around and do whatever, but I don't having them on an actual leash. I don't see myself having them on a leash. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. <laughs> like that looks absolutely insane to me. I'm like, they're not a dog. Like, come yeah. on. So how do you, how do you feel? This is another thing that I'm like, I'm for sure not going to do. And it's not even like up for question. Um, how do you feel about gender reveals? Oh God, we're not doing that. Okay. We're not either. <laughs> so, and I think it's just because I've gone to so many and it's like, I, that's just not, that's not who I am. No. Um, and the same thing with like first birthday parties. Like I don't want 50 people at my child's first birthday no. party. I really just want it to be family because I feel like that's the most meaningful in the long run. And yeah, they're little and they're going to be overwhelmed by 50 people at their. Yes. And I mean, at that point, like it just kind of comes off as just like a shameless gift grab to me. Yeah. From like 50 of your closest friends, like here, come bring my kid a present. I, oh, and it's also a children's birthday party. So yes. be prepared for screaming. <laughs> I know. I agree. And maybe it's because I, I feel like it's such a, the first birthday party and gender reveal stuff is such, it's more for you to like post on social media and have everyone be like, look at me. And I'm like, I want it to be a little more intimate than that. Like I can see ourselves like announcing that we're, we're pregnant at some point, but I'm not going to make it some like elaborate thing. And then the whole gender, like, I don't, I'm like, I don't want that much attention on myself. And I, I, and then, yeah, with the first birthday party, I'm like, we'll have a first birthday party, but it'll be, like you said, close family and, like, friends. And I'm not going to throw this themed birthday party with, like, all these <laughs> decorations the and, like, yeah. yes, all this insane stuff that this kid is going to not remember one bit. No, yeah. I'm not doing that. I will say that I fully expect you guys to do a gender reveal for your dog whenever y'all get a dog. So. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's the yes. only gender reveal I can get behind. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, oh. yeah. So I think that, I think you and I are just very similar in that we're, we're not very ostentatious people. And no. it's like, of course we're going to like share the news and be excited about it. But I want, I want my family and my husband to be the first ones to know at that point. Right. And then I, I feel like it'll just come up someday. Like I'll post about it one day and be like, Hey, we're pregnant. We're having a yeah. velociraptor. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh (laughs) god oh yeah Yeah. so anyway oh that's all that really comes to mind right now as far as like what I'm like never will I ever do this yeah and it's I guess my one other little thing is that just one thing that I want to make sure that I'm not um not saying that my parents were but they 
terrified me on a lot of things growing up to where I felt like kids are going to be kids when they're older, right? Like they're going to like, come on, like kids in high school, they're going to be drinking. They're going to be doing stuff that they're not supposed to be doing clearly. And I don't want my kids to do that. Like absolutely not. But my parents instilled the fear of God in me to where if I got into a situation that I shouldn't have been in, I would have just a thousand percent lied and got did whatever I could to get out of it rather than call them. And I want to make sure that my kids are open and like they know that they can call me. They're going to be in trouble 100,000 percent, but like right. they can call me and I'm not going to like ream their ass out where I felt that with my parents. And I was like, I I don't know, because I might be that way when I'm older, though, too. But I just I don't know how your parents were, but I was no, terrified the of way. them. So the scared. Way. More so yeah. my dad than mom. But I was like, then oh, I was just it was so scary. They're the yeah. best parents in the world and I love them to death, but my God, I was so scared of them. Yeah, I was, I still kind of am terrified. It's like, I'm, I'm secretly hoping they're not listening to my podcast. <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to get in trouble for my swears, but like, no, like they were, I mean, I have been, I have awesome parents and I'm so grateful for them, but they, they're scary. And I feel like maybe on some level parents are supposed to be a little bit scary. Like you're not supposed to be your kid's friend. You're supposed to raise them to be good people. And right. sometimes that doesn't mean being super nice about it, but Um, one thing that I wish that I had learned with them and Austin is excellent at this. And he like just totally destroys me anytime we get in a fight for this reason, but I never learned how to effectively debate. And I don't mean just like talking back, just being a little shit. I mean, like, Hey, I have a legitimate concern, or at least I think it's legitimate. Even if it's not, even if as the parent, you're like, no, you're not doing that. I wish that I was brought up to like bring up a concern and feel heard mm-hmm. and then discuss it and then understand why if I was in the wrong, like why I was wrong. Yeah. And like do it in like a logical manner rather than like, nope, I'm the parent and you're just not doing that. I get so, it. Yeah. And uh, like I took speech and debate in high school and even still to this day, like whenever I get into like a confrontation and I mean, like this doesn't really happen very much, but for instance, like whenever Austin and I get into a, a heated conversation where we don't agree on something it's like he is able to break it down logically and I'm very emotional and like whenever I feel like I get angry like I just start to cry <laughs> and I Aww. hate it because it's such a weakness like I just get mad and then I cry and I'm like oh my gosh I've just totally destroyed any kind of like creden- credentials you know like any yes kind of, like it, respect that you would have had for me is just totally lost because now I'm like crying. But, um, so I want my, my kids to feel heard, even if they're not in the right. And, yeah. um, but I want them to be able to use that skill, you know, and take that with them, you know, into relationships and into the workplace and be able to debate respectfully, but, um, you know, make their voice feel or feel like their voice is heard. Yep. So. Well, I, I like that one. Um, end it. Yes, a good way to end it. So, um, yeah, I guess just wrapping up for for the week, we've got our weekly peach pit and juicy peach. So, um, do you want to start off with your peach pit of the week? I will. Yeah. So, mine um has to do with my husband. So I've gotten so spoiled, and it only took me like three weeks to get spoiled. My husband, when he was working for his last job, traveled Monday through Thursday every single week. And since he's changed jobs, I think I mentioned in 
and working from home. And this week he finally had to go back to traveling. And so I still don't have him back yet. I'll have him back tomorrow night late, but then he turns around and is traveling again the next week. Oh no. Next week and probably the next week. So it's just like, oh, I got so used to you being here and now you're leaving me. But it's Aww. like, uh, I, again, I know he does it to provide the life for our dogs that they deserve. <laughs> yes that's oh poor thing well so he's gone for basically like the next month he's traveling yeah and like his new position is global so he's traveling abroad oh my gosh but he's gone like he's gone gone like he's on another continent gone yikes (laughs) man oh i'm kind of jealous though because like he gets to travel to all these places and like my job like i never travel for my job but um anyway yeah so what's your pit um so mine's not that much of a pit I was just really upset yesterday. <laughs> so I was all excited to watch um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? And I like had this whole routine where I was watching shows with with Justin before we went to bed or before I, I go to bed super early because I'm a grandma. Um, and so Real Housewives had um, started to, rec- to record or so I thought. And I was like, oh, I'll start it when I go downstairs and get ready to go to bed. Got downstairs, got all comfy in my bed and was like sitting there ready to push play. And it didn't freaking record. And no. I got an insanely over the top mad about it because I was like so hyped up just to sit down and like relax to Real Housewives before I went to sleep and it wasn't there. So I went to bed just like so angry and knowing that I was like, well, crap, I have so much to do today. And I knew that we were recording and I'm like, how am I going to fit this in? And I just like stressed myself out to sleep. And it was, Aww. I don't know. That's not really a pit, but I was just like so Aww. upset. I was so excited to watch That's it. That's a first so. world problem pit. Yes, that works. A- I'll take it. Yeah. Um, what was your juicy peach of the week? <laughs> so my juicy peach was that last week there's this fantastic cookie dough place that opened in Frisco called the Dodo. So their little mascot is like a Dodo bird, but it's got like a little apron on and it's like all they serve is cookie dough. So it's edible mm. cookie dough without eggs, of course. So you yeah. can't get like salmonella poisoning or anything like that. But man, they have like all kinds of different flavors. And I promise this is not a sponsored ad, you guys. Like this is me <laughs> just speaking from the bottom of my that hard (laughs) I love cookie dough Mm. so anyway I've um, gone back twice in one week and I've gotten two things of cookie dough both times I've gone that is okay they last uh you know maybe maybe two days tops (laughs) I need to go because your your description and just your pictures of it I'm like that is right up my alley it looks so good so good so they have it in Frisco that's their newest one that's the one that I've been going to and then they also have it in Dallas over off of Forest and um Forest and Preston I okay think. Mm, so if you guys are ever out that way yes. or either of those ways yes go look it up it's awesome I what was your will. juicy peach um so I was debating on two of them but I figured on this one I would update you because since you brought up dog earlier um so Justin and I had applied um to a lab rescue here in Dallas and so we we applied like a week and a half or so ago and we had this is a long step process with them, but we got our application approved. That's the first step. Our second step is for them to come and do a home visit, I guess, just to make sure we look like we live in a a hospitable home and they are coming um, this weekend to check out our home. So once they hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed, say that we have a good enough home for a dog, the next step will be to actually start meeting dogs. So we're getting there. Yay. Yay. So exciting. So just keep, 
keep your fingers crossed that this goes well this weekend and that we they don't come in and we're like our cat we're worried our cat is going to be like hell no there's not going to be a dog coming up in this house and she's going to be a little terror because <laughs> she just knows um so hopefully she'll be on her best behavior no so. it'll go great you guys yeah. have like the perfect house for a dog so, so i oh that was such a good Yay. update i'm so excited for y'all i can't yes. wait yes can't wait. so well um thanks again everybody for listening in um we'll be back next week to talk obviously more about bachelor and probably real housewives and who knows what else we've got a lot of stuff that we will cover with you over the the coming weeks and months um but want to remind everyone if you do want to call in we'll we'll get back to our our advice segment um next week and you can call into 972-885-9361 to leave us a voicemail so um also follow us on social media we're on twitter at peachy podcast and instagram at peachy podcast so we will see you guys next week thank you Bye. bye